0: As we talk about praise, maybe maybe it's some of those things I just talked about. I hope in the next 20 or 30 minutes that you are stirred today to put God in his proper place in your life. In his proper place in your life. And you are stirred to say, you know what, Micah, I want to praise God. I want my life to praise God. So let us pray today. God, I thank you for everyone joining us online. It was a lot of people online, both services whether people are traveling or they're at home, I know the weather and the time change. I pray that you would bless everyone online today. I pray for everyone that is on site that's here in this room. I do believe there are things that happen that, that take place in our gathering, that take place in God, God moments that don't happen anywhere else. And so I thank you today for what you're doing in this room. I pray that you would anoint me to speak your word today. Help me to share scriptures. Help me to say things that you would want these people to hear from you. And so I'm asking that you would anoint me today. I pray that you would bless every church in our region, every church in our area. Even as I pulled on to 13 today and I passed impact and several cars were pulling in, I prayed for them. I prayed for the church at the turn of spade when I turned. And I just started thinking about so many churches in our area, Crossroads and abundant life and first assembly and mosaic. And then I started thinking about Pastor Mike and the Merendinos and the Alliance Church and St. Paul. And so many churches were coming to mind as I was driving here today. Bless every church in this region. Let the kingdom of God move forward today. Let people make spiritual decisions that are life-affecting, life-altering. And I pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. When you look at praise, often people will think initially, well, well, Pastor Micah, I pray, I pray. Other people, maybe you've heard the word petition. You petition God. Charles Spurgeon, who some would say, was a prince of preachers is a title that some people would refer to him as, said this, no chorus is too loud, no orchestra too large, no psalm too lofty for the lauding of the Lord of hosts. He said there should be a parallel between our supplications and our thanksgivings. We ought not to leap in prayer and limp in praise. In other words, when we have ministry moments and prayer times, we pray on Monday mornings on site here from 7 to 8. We do online prayer Monday to Friday at 7, 14 a.m. We have prayer moments here in gatherings like we just had and people will come forward for prayer. I love prayer times. But I think this statement is a great reminder that we should not have an exorbitant amount of prayer and then yet have a minimal amount of praise. It's no wonder when the disciples asked Jesus, teach us to pray, that He would start, because we understand prayers and petitions, but He would start by telling us, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. In other words, we would have praise the very start of this engagement with God. Then we're gonna close the Lord's Prayer by saying, for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory The closing of that prayer is going to be a glorifying of God because praise should be a priority. Praise is talked about nearly 300 times in Scripture, some form of praise or worship. A few of them would be found in Revelation where we are given a glimpse into eternal praise and worship. Ephesians 5 talks about singing. Romans 15 would encourage us to praise. James 5 would talk about singing and praise. Acts 16, maybe you've heard the story of Paul and Silas who are in a prison at midnight. And the Bible says they begin to sing praise. The psalmist said in the 150th Psalm, praise the Lord. He gives us some examples of praise. Praise the Lord. Praise God in His sanctuary. Praise Him in His mighty heavens. Praise Him for His mighty deeds. Praise Him according to His excellent greatness. Praise Him with trumpet sound. Praise Him with lute and harp. Praise Him with tambourine and dance. Praise them with strings and pipe. Praise them with sounding cymbals. Praise them with loud clashing cymbals. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord, praise the Lord. In other words, if you and I were to ask the question, who should praise God today? The psalmist gives us the answer. If you're breathing, praise the Lord. D.L. Moody was quoted as saying this, I don't care where it is, what part of the world it's in, if we have a praise church, we'll have successful Christianity. In other words, there's something that D.L. Moody is pointing us towards. How could he be so confident to say that if praise is present, you're going to be okay? Because he understood that the Bible tells us that when we praise that God inhabits the praise of his people. And so when I lift my voice and shout, or when you and I praise, when we engage, when we interact, when we respond to God, something happens when we praise. Our final scripture reading Today is the 34th Psalm when David says, and I'll read three verses to you, verse 1, 2, and 3, the 34th Psalm, David said, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise, everyone say praise. Praise. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul, my emotions. My soul shall make its boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear of it and be glad. Oh, everyone say, magnify. So I want you to think about it. I have a magnifying glass here. David says, "Oh magnify the Lord with me. In in other words, it's possible, it's possible that God could have all this power, all of this authority and anointing, all of this awesomeness and greatness, and if you and I aren't careful, we don't take full advantage of everything that God could be for us. He says, Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt or elevate his name together. Our word of the year is together. When you look at this psalm and these verses, David starts singular. He ends here in verse 3, plural. When you look at the historical timing of this, those of you who like to study history or theology, probably read four or five backgrounds of these verses that I just read to you. And most of them, would lean into, very detailed, we won't have time to cover all of it, but very detailed into the conditions and the circumstances surrounding the timing of what David just said. David says, I will bless the Lord at all times. And history and theologians would tell us that this was a time where David had been forced to flee his country because of the rage of Saul. He now has this conflict with King Achish, Abimelech here, David's early years, we get a glimpse into some of his issues with the dysfunction and drama of his family. We see a brother, Eliab, anger kindled. We we know some of the clashes he has, David, that, that he has with King Saul. We know that in some of these fits of rage that Saul would take out aggression or anger, that he would throw if you would a javelin or a spear that that he would become very antagonistic towards David and David in this psalm most believe he is on the run and while he's on the run if you would from this rage he's displaced if you've ever been in a season in your life before where you feel like, you know, Micah, I have some craziness happening. Maybe, maybe you don't have someone throwing a spear at you or maybe you're not being pushed out of a region. But you're like, I, I've got some craziness going on in my life. It's in this moment that David declares, I will bless the Lord at all times. Some of us could put ourselves into this passage and remind ourselves today of the importance of having a life, a mentality, a mindset that doesn't just bless God when everything is going good. David would have every reason according to the historical account for some people to tell him, be angry, be mad, be upset. Can you believe Saul? Can you believe that you're being pushed out, run off? But in this moment, David makes a declaration that starts with, it's just one letter, one word, I. I. He says, I will bless the Lord. But I want you to think of that word, I. Because as we talk about praise, as we talk about gratitude and thankfulness and appreciation, and life can often cause people to only do What others are doing. We'll even say it in conversation. You going, D? If you're going, I might go. You going to go? If you think you're going to go, I might go. And we'll start living that way. Where if you study, and I have them, I have studies where psychologists have even taken time to put pressure on pe- people, that will give wrong answers, pe- people that would re- will respond in an adverse way to see if other people in the room will give in to the peer pressure of the crowd. And you'd be shocked at the amount of people that will give wrong answers because other people are giving wrong answers. It's the power of pressure, it's the power of people. I'm wanting you to notice David's word, I. I will bless the Lord. Well, what if everyone else in my row doesn't? I will. Well what, if, well, what if my family doesn't? I will. What if the rest of the team don't? What if no one else in the locker room? What if no one else in the lunchroom? I will. What is your I will? No one else is gonna thank God for lunch or dinner or food. God, I thank you for providing. There's people right now in the world, they don't have heat, they don't have utilities, they don't have food, but but I'm not gonna live an unthankful life. What is your I will? Every one of us could stir up the power of I today. I will. I will raise my children. I will bless the Lord. I will serve God. I will. David said, I, I will. One songwriter penned the words to the song, though none go with me, still I will follow. No turning back. No turning back. I have decided to follow Jesus. I, because if you and I always wait for verse three in our life, like I'll do if you do it, there's going to come seasons and times where you're not always going to have everyone else that is pro-praise, pro-prayer, pro. You've got to decide in verse number one. I love verse number three, I love Sunday mornings, I love coming together, but I just want you to know before I ever get to verse three, I've already made up in my mind in verse one, I will, I will. He said, I will bless the Lord. Not I might, not I will consider, said I will, he's saying it with certainty. He says I will bless, not I will blame. I will bless the Lord, when? When are you gonna do it David? What about if Saul is throwing the spear or the javelin? What, what about if you're being chased out of or run out of, or, well, what about that? David just lets everyone know, pen to parchment, if you would, I will bless the Lord at all times. Could that be said of you and I? That our praise, our commitment, Our thankfulness, our gratitude is an all times kind of commitment. So let me ask you this today as we talk about praise. What are the times for you that praise flows freely? Think about it. What are the times for you that praise flows freely? There are some people, I was thinking about this just the other day, some people will say things like this. They'll say, if God does, I will. In 32 years of pastoring or ministry or evangelism, or I honestly couldn't quantify the amount of times that I have heard people say something like that. If God heals, if God does, if God provides, if I get the promotion, if I get the raise, if if God does, then I will. David is making it clear that my praise is not going to have contingencies. I will bless the Lord at all times. When I was preparing the message, I was thinking about how Some people almost have an award show kind of commitment to Christ. Have you ever seen it before when they're giving out an award and Travis, all of a sudden, it might be showing different possibilities or different people in the crowd, and all of a sudden they'll announce the songwriter of the year, the song of the year. Someone will come up with the award, then look out in the camera, You're going to say, I just want to thank my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And you're thinking, what? But in the award moment, it's like, I don't know where I'd be without him. But before we point the finger too quickly at them, Let's think about in our own lives where if you get your award, we got the house, we got the car, we got the raise, we got, and I'm all for gratitude and thanksgiving, but my message today is on unconditional, all the time kind of praise that I don't want you and I to ever become guilty of we walk in on a Sunday morning and the only time we're ever going to be like, God, there's no one like you. I just want to thank my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, is on the award kind of Sunday. What do you do when you don't get the award? What do you do when it's not all perfect all the time? Is your heart a heart that says, I will bless the Lord? Not just in my award. Right? I will bless the Lord at, at all times. People will tell me this. I've heard it a lot. People will say, Pastor Micah, if we ever win the lottery, we're paying the church off. That's what people will say. And I'm like, so how many tickets did you buy? What am I praying over? <laughs> I'm just kidding, I'm kidding. But do you understand what I'm saying? Like we're, we're back out to if I win the lottery, I'm going to give to God. Whatever happened to you, I will bless the Lord, I will give Right? I, I think sometimes if you're not giving when it's tight, if you're not giving when you're like, oh God, I don't know how I'm gonna match this with this and pay that, and I don't know how I'm gonna juggle that. Like, if I if my mentality is I'm only going to give in the award, I'm only going to give in the lottery, I'm only gonna praise in the promotion, then you and I are missing out on a lot of moments to bless the Lord at all times. I'm gonna bless the Lord when I am dodging spears and javelins and I'm going to bless the Lord at all times and His praise shall be on my mouth from 1045 to noon because there will be times that it will be tough for you to continually keep God's praise You'll go through loss in life, emptiness, weakness, things that seem unfair, fatigue, frustration, irritation, you get hurt, you get offended, you get bitter. He's not a theologian, but Iron Mike Tyson, those of you that (laughs) like sports, Iron Mike said everyone Everyone has a plan until they get punched in the mouth. (laughs) Are you committed to blessing the Lord at all times? And his praise will continually be in my mouth. Think about this as, as we get ready to close today. If you were to ask yourself the question, does my praise stay on this property does my praise stay on this property so when I walk in here and hands raised or tears streaming down or cam you were doing something I just like happened to look over you done something where you were like doing this or something like oh like oh my you gotta teach me that I only have one good leg my right knee's not good but Teach me whatever it is. I saw it out of my peripheral. Your praise. Think about it. Your praise. I love when the worship team is up here praising God. I think there's something special about those moments. Jalen could be up here twirling around. Cooper's in from from college today in Alabama. Cooper's up here singing about the champion of God. I love when Travis is up here, the guitar, and singing about rattle. And many of you, I'll watch Brian Wade down here when you worship, and you always are doing this with your hand, like you're just like, like getting at it with your praise. But I want you to think about it. Whether it's my life or your life, does our praise stay on this property? Or is it continually on my lips? Like, does praise show up at school? Does praise show up in your home? Does praise show up on your job? Does praise, praise something that is on the inside of you that you could get so stirred in a car that you almost got to pull over to the side of the road because you're so caught up in praise. And it's like a Tuesday. But your praise isn't just when I show up on Sunday for an hour. You have made a commitment like David that your praise will continually be on my lips. A.W. Tozer said, if we take away any of the attributes of God, we do not weaken God, but we weaken our concept of God. David closed these three verses by saying, I, 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 I will, not maybe or might, I will bless the Lord at all times, not just at the award show, I will bless the Lord at all times, his praise shall continually be on my lips my soul that's your emotions cuz our emotions can be a roller coaster right how many knows emotions can get the best of us sometimes he said my soul my emotions are i'm not going to let my emotions dictate my engagement with god my soul will make its boast in the lord even if i can't think of anything but god i'll just make my boast in the lord David points us to the greatness of God, not the greatness of you, not the greatness of Micah. This isn't Micah's show. It's not your show, right? None of us are on a pedestal. David is pointing us in this passage to the greatness of God. And then he says, oh, I don't want to point this at you because I I don't know a ton about magnifying lights, but I do know like people burn up ants or bugs or whatever. So I really have all morning long. I, keep, I just don't know what these lights coming down like. What if I do this and burn someone's hair off their head or something? Like I, all morning long, I'm like, I love this analogy, but I, I don't know if I like researched it enough. Uh, uh, he said, oh, magnify the Lord with me oh magnify the Lord what would that even look like what could you and I do together right now to magnify God now I know if I took my phone out right now and we scroll Twitter or Instagram or Facebook I would see some stuff magnified on there. I I know if I got the remote from the guys in the back and I just turned on the news right now, if I just turned on the news and look at all the headings that are, are, are on the news, things scrolling on the bottom, there'd be stuff magnified there. Fear. I probably would not have to look very far to see fear magnified probably wouldn't have to look very far for people to tell me that stealing, thievery, probably would hear about it. Probably I'm not going to have to scroll very long to see division, who's mad at who, who's against who. I think a few minutes in, we could all start feeling overwhelmed because of everything that's magnified in our lives. You know, the media will magnify stuff. Politics can magnify stuff. The devil, the devil could magnify stuff. If you start letting the enemy mess with your mind, he'll start telling you, I can't believe what he did three months ago. I can't believe what she did two years ago. Can you believe where they were? All of these things can magnify so much in your life. But David said, Let's magnify God. Let's magnify God. The other day, I'm sitting at the office all by myself, and I have several lists over the years that I've done before, but I, probably for four hours, I just went book to book in the Bible, and I was just looking at things that God is, and obviously, I'm unable to give you everything that God could be to you today, but I just wanna share a few of them with you. If you would say, Micah, I really need, I'm convinced that anything you need, God can provide. In Genesis he's the creator and the breath of life Genesis 22 specifically he's Jehovah Jireh your provider in Exodus he's the Passover lamb and he's the deliverer could probably stop here because he says at one point I am whatever you need I am In Leviticus, he's our high priest. In Numbers, he's the fire by night. In Deuteronomy, he's Moses' voice. Deuteronomy 33, is Jehovah's cherub. He's the Lord, our sword. How many is thankful that God can go to battle for you when needed? In Joshua, he's the God of courage, and he's the God of fulfilled promises. Maybe some of you are even thinking in your life, like I'm still holding on to, and I haven't seen it yet, but, but Micah. Joshua said he's the God of fulfilled promises. In Judges, he's the lawgiver. In Ruth, he's the redeemer. In 1 Samuel 1, he's Jehovah Sabbat, the Lord of hosts. 2 Samuel, he's the trusted one. In Kings and Chronicles, he's sovereign. In 1 Chronicles 29, he's Jehovah Nisi. He's our banner, our covering. In Ezra, he's true and faithful. In Nehemiah, he's the master rebuilder. Maybe some of you today could think of some things that God's rebuilt in your life, that he's rebuilding. In Esther, he's courage. In Job, he's the restorer and the redeemer. In Psalms, he's our morning song. The 18th Psalm, He's our strength, our rock, He's our refuge. The 23rd Psalm, He's Jehovah Roi, He's our shepherd. The 38th Psalm, He's Jehovah Elion, He's the Most High. On top of everything, Jacob saw a ladder. On top of everything, there was God. In Proverbs, He's wisdom and counsel. In Ecclesiastes, He's the author of times and seasons. The Song of Solomon, He's love. In Isaiah, if we were just to take some time and magnify the Lord today. In Isaiah, he's our firm foundation. He's a counselor, a lawgiver. He's our true advocate. He's wonderful. He's a mighty God. He's the everlasting Father. Isaiah said he's he's the God who does not grow faint or weary. He's a God who renews strength said he's a holy God. Isaiah 9 specifically tells us he's Jehovah Shalom, our peace. Maybe you could use some peace today. Isaiah 53, Jehovah Rapha, our healer. Jeremiah, he shows up with those that are weeping. He's also the great physician. Jeremiah said that he is Jehovah Sidkenu. Our righteousness In lamentations he shows up for those that are crying Ezekiel he calls from sin in Daniel he's the fourth one who shows up in the fire in Hosea he's forever faithful and in Joel he's the spirits power and Amos he's the arms that carry us have you ever been carried by God before in Obadiah He's the Lord. In Jonah, he's the God of repentance and restoration to purpose. In Micah, he's the promise of peace. And Micah said, If I ever sit in darkness, the Lord would be a light in a dark place. In Naaman, he's our strength and our shield. In Habakkuk and Zephaniah, he's revival. In Haggai, he's a restorer. In Zechariah, he's our fountain in a dry place. In Malachi, he's the son of righteousness with healing in his wings. Again in Malachi, when the devourer comes, Malachi said he will rebuke the devourer. In the gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, we're told he's God, he's man, Messiah, He's the Word that became flesh. He's the way, the truth, the life, the bread of life, the door, the teacher, the Lamb who takes away the sin of the world, the resurrection. The book of Acts, He's Holy Spirit, fire, empowerment, power. In Romans, He's grace and truth. In Corinthians, He's the power of love. He's a way of escape. He's the rock of ages. He's the faithful one. 1 Corinthians 1 He's Jehovah-Makadesh, God, our sanctifier. In Galatians, he's freedom from the curse of sin, and he's the harvest giver for those who don't quit. In Ephesians, he's grace. How many is thankful for grace? The Bible tells us in Ephesians 2.8, for by grace you are saved through faith, not not of yourselves, it's a gift of God. Ephesians also tells us he's our armor. Philippians, he's our promise of completion. We're told that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion. In Philippians, we're also told he's the supplier of our needs. In Colossians, he's the Godhead. In Thessalonians, he's the promise of eternal life and our coming King. In Timothy, Titus, and Philemon, he's our mediator, our righteous judge, our faithful shepherd. In Hebrews, the everlasting covenant. Hebrews 13 says he's Jehovah Shammah, which means he's present or he's there. Are you grateful today that regardless of where anyone is on site or online, I'm confident God is there. He's the grace giver in the time of need. Hebrews tells us he's the author and finisher of our faith. Hebrews also tells us he's the despiser of shame and reminds us he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. In James, he's the giver of good and perfect gifts. He's the healer. In First and 2 Peter, he's our spiritual covering. I know I'm not able to cover all of it. I just want you to see that if we ever took time I know what Twitter and Instagram and Facebook and the news, I know what all of that can tell us. I know what the enemy can begin to tell us, but if we would ever take time like David to say, but I need to get back to magnifying the Lord. First and second Peter says he's the spiritual covering and chief cornerstone. John and Jude he's the incarnate truth advocate, forgiver of sins, husband coming for his bride. He's the one who can keep us from falling. In Revelation, the final book in the Bible, he's the word of God, the prince of peace, the son of man, the lamb of God, the great I am, the victor, alpha and omega. He's the king of kings. And he's the Lord of lords. David closed those three verses in Psalms by saying, oh, magnify the Lord with me. As you close your eyes today, praise is a powerful thing. Praise is a powerful thing. And in this holy moment, in the midst of whatever else is being magnified in your life, The conversations, the comments. There are so many other things that could be magnified in your life right now. But I'm asking you, I'm asking you to magnify the Lord that whatever you need to really, really believe that he's got you covered So we talk about praise today. I'm not taking anything away from your drinking of coffee. I actually love a coffee. But sometimes, in moments where we have the opportunity to praise God, it's so easy for a hand to go in the pocket or a coffee to go in the hand. You look at a group of people up here on a stage, and it's like a gig or a concert or I want to ask you today to really consider taking a step to say, God, I want my praise. I I don't want to leap in prayer, limp in my praise. I want to be someone who worships you. I want to be someone who acknowledges you, praises you. That when it comes to my hands, when it comes to my arms, when it comes to my mouth, when it comes to just having breath, let everything that has breath, I'm going to praise the Lord. We're getting ready to sing a song that says, Come on, my soul. Come on, my soul. Don't you get quiet on me. Lyrics say, so I throw up my hands and I praise you, I praise you. And today, as we talk about God being anything you need, I mean it. If you need forgiveness, I believe that God will forgive you right now. If you need God to be joy, I believe he'll give you joy today. If you need him to be peace strength. The Bible says, even in your weakness, his strength is perfect. Whatever you need from God right now, I believe that God could provide that. The great I am could be that for you today. So as you sit there, any of you with your eyes closed, what is it you need from God right now? Would you talk to him? If it is forgiveness of sin, the Bible says that when you acknowledge your sin, you acknowledge that he is the Savior. When you tell him, God, will you forgive me? Will you hear my prayer? When you make those types of statements, confessions with your mouth, that God will forgive you of your sin. Whatever, whatever as you... Have this prayer time right now. Whatever you need from God today, would you just right now say, God, will you help me with? Take this moment for prayer and petitions as we get ready to praise, but prayer and petitions. God, will you help me with? God, will you provide? God, will you? I believe he's listening right now. We talk about all of those things that God is. Let him be that for you right now. Then I would like to close our service, not just with prayers and petitions, but with praise. That you maybe for the first time would just throw up your hands unabandoned. That it's not I will if you do, but it's I will, period. I will bless the Lord. And I'm asking God that you would stir up praise in Storyside. Stir it up in our children, stir it up in our students, stir it up in our church, Stir it up in homes. Stir it up in prayer times. Stir it up, God, whether someone's driving in a truck, whether they're driving in an SUV, a van, a car. Stir up praise at Storyside. Stir it up in our services. Inhabit the praise of your people. Let us be a church that praises, that worships, that acknowledges you. And I pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Will you stand with me all over the room today? Are you thankful for Jesus? Would you put your hands together and just let him know how grateful you are, how much you love him? I'm going to praise you, God. I want us to sing this out. If you're physically able, I would love if you would just raise your hands up to God and you would just say, God, I praise you today. I put you in your proper place. I bless you today. I exalt you today. I hallow your name. Hands raised all over the room today just as a way of telling them, thank you for blessing me. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for your goodness, God. Come Come on, my soul. Come on, my soul. Come on, man! I worship oh, you, Jesus. do on me, lift up your soul, because you've got a lion inside of those lungs. Get up bear, praise the Lord. I will bless the Lord at all times. Oh, come on, my praise soul. will continually oh, be in my you mouth. on me, lift up your soul, because you've got a lion inside of uh uh-huh.